Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, people of the internet, to another episode of the newscast. I am joined here by my fellow co-host, Ahmed. And we are going to be discussing about the most recent migration crisis that has been occurring for the past few months and is still continuing to occur in the city of New York. Uh, with us today, we do have a couple of guests uh, that will have their own perspective their own information about what's been happening these past few months but before i go ahead and introduce them to you all i do want to make a quick shout out to our sponsors for this podcast which is the ursula c schwerin library where the library is everywhere and we'll be giving out more information about our sponsor later on in this podcast as for our guests today we're gonna to go ahead and introduce them one by one so why don't we start with you, Elizabeth? Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Lena Elizabeth. I'm coming from Queens. Today I will be talking about to you guys about the shelters and how long I have been living there and uh, all the stuff they do there. Do they help me with anything? All right, Ms. Smith, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello everyone, my name is Mrs. Smith and today I'll be uh, talking about education and everything regarding the public schools and just the programs inside that affect um, immigrant families and just immigrant students um, and the interaction between teachers and the students because there's a lack of um, that language barrier that affects both um, and I'm also located in the Bronx, I'm teaching in the Bronx and I was born and raised in New York Okay, besides me, I have uh, Ahmed. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Ahmed. So we most, uh, we'll be mostly talking about uh, how the New York City and the mayor is helping the immigrants in the shelters, like uh, what they're providing them, and about the jobs and asylum, like how they're going to help the immigrants to move on to the new life. And last but not least, I always have Mr. Powell right beside us as well. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, good morning, everyone. So today I'll be just speaking on the topics of reactions and feelings and emotions that's just going across the world about how people felt of the asylums coming into New York City and how the asylums feel about staying here and if they want to actually stay here. Okay, Elizabeth, uh, I know you have information for us in terms of uh, asylums and asylum seekers. Uh, can you please tell us a little bit of information you have in terms of the amount of people that have been arriving uh, to New York City? Um, oh, well, there is more than 70,000 people have arrived since April. And also, the city will be spending more than $1 million by the end of this year, which I think it's a lot, really. And a Republican officer who blamed Joe Biden for the record high number of the arrivals at the border. I feel the number is really high and the, the amount of the money they're going to pay, it's going to be really hard because as looking at the, every time, like the new buses coming in and it's, the New York is finding difficult. So I think it's not easy to deal with it. Okay, so since you're living in the shelters, how do you feel like the mayor, the city is helping you guys, like providing you everything you guys need? Um, I feel like shelters are really kind of helping us with everything, but the, at the same time, it's do find we do find it difficult because you know we need space for everyone, and also with the as long as 
who can work, like, you know, they need to provide us with money or, like, you know, for the jobs or anything. So it's kind of hard, but I feel like some people do find it really helpful. So it really kind of depends on how much we need or how much we don't need. Uh, and what are these uh, asylum shelters doing for those migrants? Um, I mean, there's a lot of people coming in, mm-hmm. more than like 20,000 people, I'm sorry, 61,000 people have now in the shelter system is. And I feel like it's not that easy. We do find it hard, but at the same time, I feel like we can still support the people because as living in New York is our part of our life to help nobody, like whoever coming in as a migrant, like, you know, whoever is going to be part of our country, it's going to make a big difference. So. Yeah, but I think the city need to be, you know, work on the spacing people out because there was an accident, uh, incident actually in the shelters like in Queens, a mother committed a suicide. So that raises, oh, you know, questions right. like if the city is doing enough for the people, like providing them the privacy, the so things you think they that's want. the city's fault? Are you blaming the city for her committed suicide? Is that her fault? Yeah, it could be city, you know. It's, uh, you know, it's their job to be, you know, taking care of everyone. What are ways can they take care of people? What should they provide? They could provide them housing and privacy because since they Besides, are living too close to each other, Besides, they need to be helping them with their, I mean, mental, mentally health and, um, you know, stuff like that. Do you think therapy, counseling? Yeah, therapy, counseling, um, talking to somebody, a mentor. So what about for children? Um, what do you think the city can do to help immigrant children? As uh, you know, as a youth teacher, so what do you think like this, they should be doing in the schools? Well, technically, you can't do the same thing you do for the parents, for the children, because they don't want the same. Yeah, they have different needs yeah. and all that. Yeah, but, but for the children, I think they should be hiring, you know, new bilingual teachers. Like they could be helping them as they they are new to the country and schools. I think also it could be better if they provide with more school, like after school programs, because it can help us uh, them actually with the homework or anything they need. Because when they go home, they find it difficult with doing the homework and making sure everything is correct. And also it's kind of difficult for them in the class as well, because when you're presenting in the class and you're not speaking the same language, it's really hard. So it could really help them going to the after school program to make sure like, you know, whatever they're doing, it can help them. Um, with families due to a lack of understanding a different language, um, it is hard to learn a different uh, new language, especially in a different uh, country. Um, so it goes both ways, teachers should uh, be taught in college to at least know the basics of a different language for example spanish or that's what's most commonly used in um here or um there could be another teacher who dedicates time to um understanding families um that need the help when it comes to understanding their homework so it doesn't need to especially be spanish it could be other languages as well um so how can teachers improve their communication with immigrant families just an opinion uh not sure what you guys think about that I mean, there are some programs around going around the city, like for the second language people. Like there are some programs that I know in schools, like they do after school for 
the senior citizens, like the people, yeah, parents of the, yeah, parents of like libraries and stuff. Yeah, libraries, mm -hmm. high school. Throughout the day. Yeah. Um, also, they do always have a, like a translator by themselves, like on the side, the teacher who's like new student who coming in don't know the English. So they also help them, basically. But I, I still feel like there there should be uh, like other opportunities or other ways, uh, especially within I don't know maybe the asylums or like at least in these new migrant uh, homes, uh, for a way to help better communications, not only within the within the family and you know the outside world, but also like within the educational system as well. So what do you think the you know city is going to provide jobs to immigrants? Like since there is a, like crisis in the country, inflation and everything. Well, the, the, from what I've been reading in newspapers, uh, in terms of like the massive amount of people that have been coming to New York City, uh, trying to find a better opportunity here, um, there, there's of course been a lot of traffic trying to obtain jobs. Mm -hmm. But from what I've been reading, it's kind of difficult since a lot, if not all jobs, do require some sort of work permit. Uh, from these immigrants, which they could easily apply through online. As of right now, a lot of people are trying to get jobs in like easier, or like those that you don't think require like like extra hands. Like for example, in, in the kitchen, maybe people cleaning dishes, uh, taking out the trash, you know, mowing down lawns, uh, cleaning the streets. Like you see like people walking down, if you walk around here in New York City, like you see people like brooming the streets, you know, uh, handing out flyers, like people get paid for that. Yeah. Just to like promote the businesses. Mm -hmm. um, I've also been reading that a lot of people are trying to apply for like o OSHA training, you know, to have a chance to work in construction. Mm -hmm. But that's also been heavily backlogged as of right now. I think I read that one of like the, uh, I think it's like an officer, uh, who works in OSHA, that they have a backlog up until June of next year. Just because of the massive amount of people that have been coming here uh, because of, of, all, of everything that's been happening uh, this past summer. You know? And with that, we are going to take a quick small break to thank our sponsor for the podcast, the Ursula C. Schwarmer Library here at City Tech, where the library is everywhere. You need a place of peace and quiet to, to study or do your homework. The library is there for you. Are you stuck trying to find accessible articles that suit your research paper and don't want to pay the money using other sites and using other resources? Do not hesitate. Visit the library website for access to thousands and thousands of articles and ebooks anywhere and anytime. It is accessible 24 hours, 7 days a week. And just remember, the library is everywhere. All right. Again, thank you to our sponsor, the Ursula C. Schwimmer Library. Time to bring it back to the booth. Take it away. I just want to switch verdicts a little bit. Just talk about like, you know, feelings, emotions, and reactions. Just being a person, you know, I took the subway and I spoke to a couple people. And I had an insight on both sides. So, you know, the services that provide for people in shelters and the clients that stay in the shelter. So. In both sides, it's like a, a wishy-washy thing. Some want to stay to educate themselves and some want to go back home. What do you think as the, if you was in the government and you now in the power to make the decision, what do you think is the best decision 
Do you think we should educate them and send them back home? Or do you think it's best to keep them here from their will or with their will and just influence them into the system, make them citizens and, you know, move forward? I'll take a gather in this opinion. Um, I, I think we should keep them um, here, but give them, I don't know, probably opportunities or programs that would actually help them mesh into the system we have here uh, a little bit more easier than having them to, you know, scurry around and, you know, look for opportunities, look, look for careers, you know, while they end up empty-handed most of the time. Uh, I know there's been, like, probably, like, a couple of, like, programs are being uh, created just because of, of, of this. So as a New Yorker yourself, um, say these programs don't get created in time and you're a New Yorker, you need work, you need job, do you think that takes away your opportunities also? Because now these opportunities have to be given to people that may need it more than you, even though they're just like you? Or how do you feel about that? Do you believe that it's best to make a system separately for them so it doesn't take away the New Yorker's citizen opportunities? Or do you believe it's okay to join them? I feel like there's probably like like maybe like a two-step system, like maybe have like like uh like a like a set of like careers or like introduction to jobs here uh, where they can just like you know try to get at least some sort of like money into their pockets so that way they have a sustainable living here, uh, and then maybe you know give them a chance for like maybe education if they don't have it are uh, a way to polish their careers that they probably had back uh, in their country before they even tried migrating here. Um, that way they could, you know, get a better job. Maybe do it two-way, well, that way New York citizens that, you know, lived here, you know, grew up learning in here, uh, and then polish, you know, their work ethics, they probably get, like, a advantage on getting, like, those higher-tier jobs. Uh, and then there's <clears throat> there'll be a system for those who are migrating here to like probably like, work up. Yeah. It'll be slower, but like at least they will get like they'll maybe, start at the beginning stage. They'll have a beginning stage, and then like they won't have to like you know be forced into poverty right away, and then be like scrambling for like change you know around around the city. Oh. Um. So my question to you, like, how like the people living around the shelters feel about it? The neighborhoods, like, they are welcoming them, or um, how they feel about them? Many of them are just curious, to be honest. Like, they just walk around every day trying to figure out what's going on, what do people do, what's the routine. Because again, in many other countries, you know, food is off the tree. Mm-hmm. You could cook with a pot of water, and, you know, some rocks. But it's but really different. So many of them are just trying to see the way of life, trying to see if it's worth it trying to see if they can maintain it, if it's sustainable for them. Um, some want to work, some want to get into the field, you know, but at the same time, it's no bigger picture besides living and staying alive, coming from yeah. where they came from, so. But many people think like it's increasing, increasing the crimes in the neighborhoods. Yeah, so, so many of them also, they're not really worried about the crimes in the neighborhood because it's not that crazy compared to what they came from already. Yeah, it's, but it's pretty many similar. people think like the crimes are increased by like fifty six percent by the yeah, new yeah, yeah. like the building shelters and in the area like the car tap and like vandalism. The thing with the shelters, people or just not just the clients, like the people in the area of the shelters, there's no respect, there's no consideration. So even if the clients don't have respect for the people around, the people around don't have respect for the clients. So it's just a you know come outside, move crazy, act crazy, talk disrespectful. 
and it's like it goes back and forth to nobody understands each other mm-hmm. and everybody's just you no know, arguing with each other so i feel like it's just a cycle of of repetition because nobody's really communicating to figure out like what's really the problem like are you mad that you're in this neighborhood or you know what are you really trying to figure out how can you get to the bronx and come back home safely or you know mm-hmm. most of them just they, they're really frustrated because they don't really know how to take the bus they don't know how to take the train so exactly. sometimes they look at you and they want to ask you that but they can't so you know so yeah, it's, 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 it's a language barrier yeah. Yeah. so i feel like it's just a, a communication thing that's just stopping the the, the in-between of getting a great understanding of saying like yeah i don't hate this neighborhood and i didn't come here to make this neighborhood a bad neighborhood but this neighborhood is not making it better for me because i don't know how to get around and for where i'm from people help each other get around over here you're not helping me get around so i'm not mad at you but you know i'm mad can you help me get around but it's no language communication so nobody understands each other yeah. what do you think is going through a child's mind right now the second they get off the bus a boat airplane and they get here and you know, they, they're wondering about school, friends, and their parents telling them, like, you know, it's a new way of life now, there's a new system. Do you think they're frustrated, panicking, scared, or do you think they, like, can maintain for the moment? Do you think their parent is going to help them figure it out? Or it's like, they're all on their own? Um, I think it goes both ways. Uh, I feel that, because I see it a lot constantly in classrooms when I teach. Um... When they initially begin school, they are scared and they are, they do have that fear of, you know, because they're coming to a new country, they don't know anyone besides their parents and they don't have any friends. Um, but at the same time, it's a way, a great way for them to explore different friends, to um, have new friends in a different country and also learn different things um, with them as well. Um, because nowadays, classrooms are very diverse. Um, um, which is a positive, one of the positive things um, when um, children come from different countries. So I do think they are, or they show fear at the beginning and are scared because some stud- uh, some kids are shy, but some kids aren't shy. So it just depends. Um, but at the end of the day, they end up having friends, either one or more. It just depends the type of children they are. How they get along with the existing students and the new students? Like, I feel like there's no, there's no specific way to communicate with another person and say, yeah, we're friends, and you know, I'm from this country and I'm from that country. Everybody doesn't relate the same, so I feel like they just do. It just happens, you know. Basketball, tennis, a video game, a sport. It's just five things that they're related to, you in know. Common. Like, yeah. It's no specific method to it. Really. It just happens. I think it's kind of like interest. Basically, you go along with them and just talk to the people you don't know. Yeah. Sometimes they probably act like they're interested in the topic they don't even care about. Yeah. You just want a friend. Yeah. Exactly. You never really know. But the most of, most of the time, are they sitting like uh, alone? Are they making trying to make friends? But I feel like that happens in most cases, regardless. Yeah. You know, the situation that like you just takes just one person to you, you just go up to the to that, like that kid. You know, sit in the corner, talk to them, and then boom, they just bloom like a flower and just start talking to everyone. Yeah. I also feel like it's more like, you know, depend on like if you're doing your group work, then there's no other way for it. You have to join them to talk to them no matter what. So. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. I feel like school, just in general, brings people either apart or brings them together. Um, whether it's interest, whether it's a hobby, whether it's gym or like an art class, it just depends the person's interest and what they like and what they don't like. Because even though they get 
like for example i assign certain students into a group they might not get along at the end you know even though they're forced to do a classwork but at the same time those who do get along become friends and those who don't don't become friends so it goes like both ways whether they have the same interests or they don't have you seen um students have complications when trying to speak to other students that don't have uh similar languages um well yes um for for the most part i have seen many students struggle because um either in a different country they weren't weren't taught the same thing or let's say they they came like school starts in september let's say they came in april it's like they missed almost like half of the school year so some students do struggle because they don't know what we began learning at the beginning of september um and then sometimes like i do see other students trying to help and that's how they become they become friends i also try to help and uh, offer like you know after school because um that's a good way to for them to just take time and learn things they have missed go i just want to get a quick reaction from everybody um two side reaction let's be opinionated no bias you know and let's just say you're walking on the street and you bump into somebody which happens to be asylum you know male female um based off your preference and idea um what's your first thought and reaction and what do you think their first thought and reaction is when they bump into you do you think they're going to ask you for something do you think they're looking for help do you think they want to say hey do you want to say hey like let's just go around the room and let's just give it input so I go first, for example, because you know I bump into them every day. I go home. Um, now I walk through the park. I'm just walking through the park, and usually, commonly, most oftenly, I'm running into a, a, a young male. They're often around like 25 to 28 dollars wearing, and they always ask for sweaters and sneakers. I don't know why, but I mean, obviously, it's common sense why. But usually, I always go home and they come back and then give them a pair of sneakers or a sweater. And my first reaction when he asks is. Like, you know, you must be a asylum seeker, like, or rip, because I did my research, you know, I know what they are, and they're not just somebody that's different from us, but, you know, we, we know where they come from, what they need help with. So, at first, sometimes I look, you know, I get a little scary and think, like, you know, is he going to rob me or something? But in reality, I know just another person just like me that need help. So, I've paid now as I move forward, I figure out, like, if more people move with that energy, then it'll be more helpful towards them. Yeah, to I feel the communicate. Same, like, the people should help them, like to, you know, stand up once to be, you know, like continue their life at least. To give them a motivation. Don't, don't so they don't go to you know to the crime side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To the negative route. Yep. So um, let's just go this way and everybody can just say like their thoughts and ideas. So, you know, you bump into asylum seeker, what's your first thought to come to your head? And what's the first thought you think that's coming to their head when they see you? So like whenever I see someone like that, uh, I, I kind of go back to my, like my memory, like how I came to this country. Like I had hard time finding jobs, like going mm -hmm. through school, for example, like it was very hard for me have done so much like to come to this point like where to I, start yeah. yeah to start like now I'm at the point like I can get a job so I can like afford myself so I think that's the help they need right now so your first door is to always just give them that same favor back yes, yes. that's a good thing 
Anybody else? What's your first thought that comes to your mind and what do you think their first thought is? Um, I think I would definitely would help them because there's nothing wrong with giving them what you have. Like if let's say you have a dollar or something and if you don't have it, you do feel bad about it because they asked you and then you're like, um, I don't have it. And like, just then you think I should have given something, you know. So it's nothing wrong with giving them like whatever you have to help them. Like, like try to just give a like have them smile. Like you know, it's nothing wrong with that. Make their day better. Yeah, make their day better because it's because we all are human and we always go through something that we think we love it, but we do. Yeah. And we think we can't get out of. Yeah. I think I'm gonna take this a different approach. I think I'm uh, mostly talk about like like on a perspective of you know the migrant themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you kind of can see them in the face when you tend to interact with them or they try to interact with you. Mm. Like, like sometimes you can see like they, they may have a sense of like fear of like trying to interact with you just because of the language, you know, sometimes like they would, you know, for example, like, uh, I'll be walking around Queens and then I'll get stopped by someone that would speak Spanish. Mm. Normally I, I, I speak Spanish myself, so I'll be able to easily just, you know, communicate with them. But let's say I have someone that speaks Italian, that someone speaks French. I have no clue what they say. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to communicate with them at all. But I feel like once they do, you know, reach someone that does have the same language as them, they feel a little bit more relieved. Just because they're like, if they need help, they could ask for help. You know, if they need something, they could, they could ask for something. Which is what, thankfully, New York City is, you know, a large... You know, city with a lot of different cultures and languages here. Like they eventually find someone that they could, you know, easily talk to. Um, so, like, like, like I said, relief for them. The moment they get that relief, it'll be good for them, and then they just keep going forward after that. You know? Um, I totally agree. I feel like I would also, cause I I do have uh, like, you know co-workers who are also teachers and are like um they come from other countries and um they also have told me they've struggled coming here so um just helping them i wouldn't really like i wouldn't mind at all because at the end of the day like whether you come from a different country or not you're gonna end up wanting help from someone so um yeah i I would totally help them even if i i don't understand i would try my very best to understand them and whether it's asking for directions or i don't i don't know uh, something they would want or need i would definitely do that all right well it's very good to hear i mean we all have a like of opinion opposite opinion similar opinion similar thought and i feel like that concludes our podcast of today of just you know having a conversation about um asylums and just how we can help the immigration that's going on tackling immigration with our own people with new people and new friends and um, moving forward, I feel like we just should take this insight to help those as we come across and we see. And I hope everybody have a wonderful day. All right, thank you. All right, thank you so much.